It's good to be in the Lord's house this morning. We thank the Lord for each one that's here with us, and especially to our visitors. We sure are glad to have you folks this morning. What a blessing it is to see people come to God's house. And uh, we're looking forward to the baptizing this morning. That's also a very special event. And why would a baptizing be so special? Well, it's because of what it means. Uh, in order for a person to get baptized, they have to first get saved. Uh, they have to uh, come out of sin, be born again, and uh, made a new creature in Christ Jesus. And uh, once they're that way, uh, then they need to get baptized. Well, why? Well, Jesus left us uh, that example to follow, and uh, he was baptized. He was the Son of God, but he was baptized, and he left us an example to follow. And baptism represents death, burial, and resurrection. So water baptism doesn't save you, doesn't clean you from sins or anything else like that. But it's a picture of what God's done with the Holy Spirit down on the inside. And so we'll say more about that later. But I have another scripture I'd like to read this morning uh, on a little different subject, but it all fits together. So in the first chapter of the book of Acts, <clears throat> Jesus had been crucified. He was resurrected. And he'd spent a little time with uh, uh, his church, probably about 40 days. And this is what he says just before he was getting ready to leave and to ascend back up into heaven. This is Acts 1 and 8. He said to his disciples, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And so, uh, wow, uh, what, a, what a privilege. Now listen to what else he said. Or what the Bible said. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went on up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing into the heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall come again in like manner, as ye have seen him go up into heaven. So, wow, what a promise. Let's stand for a moment of prayer. <clears throat> as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to be here this morning. God, thank you for the excitement we feel in our soul. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Uh, Lord, it uplifts us and helps us. Thank you for each one that's come this way this morning. God, we pray and we ask you to bless the baptizing this morning. Bless our entire service. Speak to people's hearts. Uh, draw people with your Holy Spirit. And God, our hearts desire more than anything would see somebody get saved this morning. God, we praise you and we thank you for these things in Jesus' name. And amen. Be seated. We turn service over to Brother Taylor and the choir.
turn over to Brother Terry. Page 40. All right, we appreciate that good song. And uh, have another scripture one reads about baptizing. And then uh, pretty soon we'll get ready. Uh, we'll go in and uh, get prepared for baptizing. Now, I would say this to family and special friends that have come to view the baptizing. Uh, there's plenty of space right up here in the front. And you're more than welcome uh, to come up here and uh, be seated up here where you might view the baptizing better. And there's a lot of space already, but you can see a lot of the uh, folks that are up here are moving just to accommodate you and give you just extra extra amount of space. So family and friends, you can either come up now or you can wait till uh, Jerry and I, we go back and get uh, start getting ready for the baptism, then you can come on up either way you want to do it. But feel free and feel just feel comfortable and feel at home this morning. <clears throat> there's a scripture in the eighth chapter of the book of Acts, and uh, we see a man that was uh, uh, an Ethiopian eunuch. He'd been to Jerusalem, been down there to worship. Now he's on his way back home, and he was going through the desert, and he was reading from the Bible. He was reading the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, but he didn't understand it. And God laid it on Philip's heart uh, to go down there and, and talk to that man and uh, actually wound up preaching to him. And so uh, Philip ran, and he went down to the desert where the the eunuch was going through there in his chariot. And here's what the Bible says, picking up the latter part of that story. This is chapter 8 and verse, uh, oh, let me read uh, the, from verse 32. <clears throat> the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, he opened, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? And listen, listen to this. This is great. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he believed that with all his heart. It wasn't just a mental calculation, uh, but it was with his heart, with his whole heart. Uh, you, can, you can be religious and you can say, well, I, I know about Jesus. But to have him in your heart, to be really acquainted with him, uh, that's the real test. Do I really know he's in there? And so I praise God we can know that. And so uh, we'll turn back over to the uh, Brother Taylor and the choir and we'll go and get ready for the baptizing. I want you all to pray. And so again... Uh, family and special friends that are here for baptized, feel free to come to the front if you like to.
see folks did come up in front there. Thank the Lord for it. Let's do a left face. Turn back around another. Let's see here. I'll lay back down this way. Thank the Lord for it. Proud of In obedience to the command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and upon the profession of his faith in him, we baptize this our brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Thank the Lord. We'll turn back over to you.
Amen. I thank the Lord for the baptizing. I thank the Lord for what we could feel in. I thank the Lord for what it means. And uh, you folks that are here, especially to view the baptizing, Jerry and I were talking about it, and it just it makes it even more special. You folks being here, just uh, it just adds so much to it. I come back over here this way, Jerry. We stand right here in the front with us. And, uh, you know, normally speaking, after we have baptizing before COVID, we'd get everybody to come around, shake hands, and most everybody give hugs and everything. Of course, we're not doing that right now because of circumstances. But I do want everybody to stand up. And just a minute. In just a minute, I'm going to ask for everybody to applaud. But I want to say this to the family. Uh, we'll have, you know, you can use your own judgment. After we applaud for him, if you want to take a few moments and you guys want to come and hug him, that's all right with me because you're all around each other. You know, you know, you can take care of that. And, uh, I know if that was me in your spot, that's what I'd be wanting to do. So, so anyway, let's give them applause. Hey, man, that's a great round. I could feel that. That's a great round of applause. So uh, if we want to have another verse of song, if everybody mostly wants to sit down, you folks can come shake hands with him or give him a hug or whatever. And if you want to step here in front, you can. If you want to go back to the other seats, you can. Just feel as comfortable. Just be as comfortable and as welcome here as you can be.
good to be here. Thank God for, for baptism. And, um, I always heard my whole life growing up, it's the first step after you get saved and fall in the Lord. Um, and I, I appreciate baptism. And like Terry mentioned, it's, it's not that that saves you. The water has no power. Uh, but it's a picture of what's taking place on the inside. Good to be saved. Um, well, we, we had a good service last night over the youth service at Samaria. God, God moved real strong, and I'm looking, in, looking for him to do the same this morning. So let's, let's just come together in one mind and one accord and follow the Lord. Um, this time, we'll ask everybody seated to stand, and we'll take prayer requests. So. Will there be any unspoken prayer requests this morning? Let's surely remember all those. Any, any spoken prayer requests? seen me and she said I don't want you to think I quit or anything she said I, I just found out I got cancer and so uh, it, it sounds like there's there's optimism though in what she has and, and she's hopeful and I got to talk to her a little bit and uh, but she wanted me to ask the church to pray for her and uh, just remember her and her husband and, and what they're going through remember that already been mentioned here this morning. I'll tell more about that later, but uh, had the privilege of praying with him this morning, and uh, Donnie said he got saved in the intensive cure room this morning. So he said, I got that took care of. He, he said, if I do die, now I can go to heaven. And uh, praise God. And he said, but I still need the prayers of the church. I said, ask them to pray for me. And I said, I'll sure do that. Good report. Remember that? There many else. This service, God's been speaking to a lot of people, and, and me and my friends have talked about it. I, I don't know what's holding them back, uh, but I, I'm just waiting for that wall to break and the altars to be flooded. And I, I, I thank God that I'm hoping it'll happen. Any, anyone else with a prayer request? If not, Carl, will you lead us in prayer?
testimony on their heart, any, anything they, they feel like you need to share. I said, I thank, thank God for being here. Pray for Bill. with a song or testimony this morning. Here as he comes. I did not plan on getting up here. No, uh, 
Terry, you preached on, uh, well, I said something at the service last night, uh, preached about, you know, uh, my grandpa last week, about uh, him working and stuff. It really hit home with me. Uh, I worked just around the corner at Pepsi, and uh, I was, uh, you know, I was watching the services right before I'd go into work. And I'm, you know, it's just right around the corner, and you know, and uh, Terry called me, had it on his heart to call me this week, and said, you know, uh, you can walk right out the back on church, you know, even if we're in the middle of service, and uh, you know, but when I was watching that service, and uh, I, I missed that part of it, and then my dad told me about it, and I went back to that part of it, and uh, you know, I've heard Grandpa uh, say that before, uh, people told me about it, and, you know, and I just want to be a man that, uh, that can be a light to my family, and uh, so I just really want people to pray for me, uh, you know, uh, I got this job on this earth that is just temporary, you know, over at Pepsi, but, uh, you know, I, I also got a job here at this church that, uh, you know, can give uh, my people eternal life. And uh, that's more important than anything, you know. Uh, you know, I got uh, little ones at home that are watching me. And, uh, you know, at first, uh, yesterday they were upset about church not wanting to go. And then uh, I got up and sang and uh Noah looked at me uh, when we got in the car, and he's like, after you got up and sang, I liked it. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the, our little ones are watching us, and, uh, you know, just, just pray for me. <clears throat> God has called me to go, take the good news to the lost. God has called me to sing. So no matter what the cost, I will follow as he leads. For he promised as I go, he will draw the world to him. As I make his message known, it's not my job, it's my life. I don't seek for earthly praise. I do it all for Christ to be a witness and a warrior and a living sacrifice. It's not my job, it's my life. <clears throat> Sometimes the road is long, and sometimes the way is rough, and sometimes I lie awake and wonder if I've done enough. But then I rise to thank my God that he has trusted me to once again lift high the cross so that everyone can see it's not my job it's my life i don't 
don't sing for earthly praise. I do it all for Christ to be a witness and a warrior and a living sacrifice. It's not my job, it's my life. So no matter where you work or what you do from day to day, Every child of God is called to witness on the way. It's not my job, it's my life. I don't sing for earthly praise, I do it all for Christ. To be a witness and a warrior and a living sacrifice. It's not my job, it's my life. What else with a song or testimony this morning? Terry, too long. Pray for Sean as he comes. Struggled getting up here this morning. Didn't know what to do, but um, I'm thankful for this church, and I'm thankful for what I've got thankful for how I got it and where it came from and um, the name of this song is Eternity Has Two and um, you leave out of here there's only one of two places you're going to. If you're saved you're going to heaven and if you're lost you're going to hell. It's that black and white it's that simple. People try to make it hard and stuff. It's not that hard. It's, that's just how it is and um, pray for me and I'll, I'll, I'll try to sing it. <clears throat> When the melody's been written And the words have all been penned And you've heard the Spirit calling Through some old sacred hymn In the valley of decision Tell me, friend, what will you do? This life has many choices. Eternity has two. This world and all its pleasures will soon be passed away. The final invitation could be going out today. You're standing at the crossroads and the Savior's calling you. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. The straight and narrow way leads to life. Amen. 
the broad way down below. What would it profit to gain the world and lose your very soul? Tomorrow is uncertain. Our days on earth are few. This life has many choices. Eternity has two. That song. Appreciate Sean. Anyone else with a song or testimony? Well, if you're hearing loss today, it says in the valley of decision, that song said. Uh, that's where you're at. And you, you've got to make the choice. And uh, the Bible talks about life is but a vapor. And uh, we, we're not promised tomorrow. Uh, so we need to take the chances while we can and live for the Lord. So anyone else with a song or testimony? If not, let's pray for our pastor. Well, it's good to be here. We got a great crowd and had a great baptizing already. Thank the Lord for what I can feel. <clears throat> I felt the Lord and feel him. I'm glad I can. <clears throat> There's nothing else that substitutes for feeling the Holy Spirit. And, uh, boy, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, that uh, song that Sean just sang, keep that kind of in your mind. I'm going to preach something about that, God permitting and helping. Uh, when we die, we're either going to a place called heaven we're going to a place called hell. <clears throat> I'd like to use a subject this morning, three words. Witnesses, testimonies, and invitations. And once you pray, I'd like to read, uh, uh, first of all, uh, let me get it turned here in the scripture. I'd like to read from the book of Matthew chapter 9. And <clears throat> interestingly enough, uh, God's brought a number of things back to my mind that I've preached in part in the last few weeks and he's brought them back together I need to revisit some of them and that's okay with me uh, it's just uh, the word of God and so it all fits And uh, but I, I want to start here in chapter 9 book of Matthew and uh, I want to start maybe in verse 6 this is the end of one of the stories that I preached I actually used the scripture it was in Mark where the men the four men brought the man sick of palsy uh, to Capernaum to a house in Capernaum and uh, Jesus healed him. Well, this is the account Matthew gives, but it's in here in verse 6. He said, and this is Jesus speaking, but that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of palsy, Rise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And now we pick up uh, the part I need to get to that, uh, that I'm interested in. Uh, it's on my heart right now. Verse 9 said, As Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And so then I want to turn over in the, uh, the book of John, and uh, I want you to pray real hard. And uh, I want to read from the First chapter of the book of John. And uh, we touched on this just a, a few weeks ago too. Uh, here in the first part of the first chapter of the book of John, uh, John the Baptist uh, 
was down by the river Jordan. He'd been baptized, and he saw Jesus come down that way. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Wow. And his disciples heard that, and uh, a lot of people heard it, and he testified about uh, the Spirit of God coming and abiding on Jesus in the form of a dove. And so God gave him great power and great spirit. And so uh, there was some of John's disciples, uh, verse 36 here, said, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? Well, that's an interesting point there. They begin to follow Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, what do you want? What are you seeking? I'm telling you, uh, we need to seek the Lord if we're going to have him. And uh, so Jesus, uh, when he said, what seeking? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? Jesus, he said unto them, he said, come and see. And they came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day. And it was about the ninth hour. Now, verse 40, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew. That was Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he saith, Thou art Simon, the son of uh, Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. And that's probably enough reading. I'm, I, I, you can keep it marked if you want to. I'm also probably going to go down to uh, Philip. Uh, just in a little while when Jesus called Philip. But let me get to the point. Boy, I'm excited to be here, and I guess you can tell I am. Uh, I appreciate uh, what God's given us and uh, the opening scripture I had a little earlier uh, about when Jesus was getting ready to send back into heaven. And uh, he told his uh, disciples and told the church, told us, uh, when uh, the Holy Ghost comes, uh, you can be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and other most parts of the earth. Now, interesting, uh, where this was being written at was Jerusalem. Uh, so that was home. That wasn't far away. Uh, we, that's where the witnessing starts out at. Uh, and I've I got to say this. Uh, this just come on my heart. I was going to say it earlier, but God's brought it back to me. Uh, this is off the topic. This is not on my text, but I need to say it. Uh, I come in late because I've been up to the hospital having prayer with uh, Don Coburn. When I come through the door back there, I could hear Carl Atkins teaching. My cup run over. I said, thank you, God, uh, that Carl Atkins teaching Sunday school. And then a little later, I saw Imogene and heard her in the choir. I'm glad God let them come back. This church has been praying for y'all to come back. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I could hear you pray while ago. Uh, there's a witness in that. Uh, when we move in the spirit, there's a witness to it. Uh, I'm glad, uh, and you pray real hard. Uh, when uh, Jesus, uh, when he was down here, uh, when he uh, was witnessing here, and uh, when John was witnessing about Jesus, and uh, the men began to follow Jesus, and uh, when, when it said, you're Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, uh, when he went to follow Jesus, uh, he first went and found his own brother. He went and found Simon Peter and said, we found the Messiah. Uh, come go with us. When Peter come down there, uh, Jesus said, come follow me. Uh, boy, I'm glad there was a, a testimony there. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, listen, and on, a little bit later, uh, Jesus found Philip, and he said, come follow me, Philip. And Philip uh, went and got Nathaniel. Uh, boy, there's a point to this. Uh, when you get saved, uh, you can be a witness to somebody. Uh, Eric, I'm glad some folks witnessed to me. Uh, Carl, I'm glad I, I heard the testimony of the grand old church. Uh, let me tell you this, uh, this on my heart. Uh, I've heard people say, and I've said this, uh, and, and I don't deny it's right, uh, but uh, let's uh, get to the point here. I've said before, boy, it's hard uh, to testify to your family. 
Uh, it's hard uh, to talk to young people. Uh, seem like it's just hard to do. You know what? Uh, that's the old devil uh, trying to keep us from inviting our family uh, to come to church. Uh, I'm glad today uh, that God's got power. We can be witnesses to our own family. Uh, and uh, Linda, I don't know if she uh, had an idea why I asked her this or not, but it come on my mind. Uh, I, I got thinking about when Linda's mommy got saved. Uh, you remember that real well, I know, Bill. And I said, Linda, uh, if you don't care, go back and uh, talk to me a little bit about when you uh, invited your mommy to church and when she finally come. Uh, she got uh, told me the story, and I'm going to tell it the best I can. Uh, Della, uh, she was living here in town. And, uh, Linda would invite her to church, and uh, Faye would invite her to church, and uh, she'd just kind of put them off. She'd change the subject. She didn't want to talk about it. And uh, Linda was over helping Della. She was painting her kitchen, her living room, maybe her bedroom, and uh, she'd talk to her about church. Linda come home one day. She said, I'm just so discouraged. She said, I try to talk to Mommy about church. And uh, she said, uh, she just changes the subject on me. Uh, she said, maybe I'll just leave her alone. I think she felt like giving up. Uh, but we was getting ready to have our New Year's Eve service. And Bob Jones was going to come and preach. And, and so she went back the next day and she started to talk to Della uh, about church. And she said, you know, we have a New Year's Eve service coming up. And Della said, uh, and, and well, I got to get this point. Uh, the service before that, uh, Linda stood in church weeping. She said, church, pray uh, that God will give me an open door uh, to speak to my mommy. Uh, let me let me have a, an open door just to ask mommy to come to church. And, well, so she went back the next day, Jerry, and, and her mommy uh, kind of uh, opened up the door, said, I've been thinking about coming to church. Linda said, we got a New Year's Eve service. Uh, can you come to that? See, I'll come. Uh, I remember uh, uh, in the congregation, y'all were sitting on the second bench uh, right over on the side. Bob Jones was the man that preached the, the service that night. Boy, I love to hear Bob Jones preach. Uh, and sometimes uh, he'd get in one delivery style or one gear we'd call it. It, it sounded like he was singing. Uh, you folks, and uh, Barry's nodding his head. You folks had heard him. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It sounded like he was singing a song. Uh, boy, he, he, he'd sing and God would use him and he'd preach the gospel. Well, here's what uh, Della said uh, to Linda when Bob Jones got started preaching. Uh, uh, Della said, oh, listen, uh, what a sweet little song he's singing. And then she said, oh, uh, Linda, uh, he's singing that song to me. Uh, God was the one uh, directing that gospel to Della's heart. Uh, uh, so listen, uh, it was important uh, that Linda and Faye and the others, uh, Billy Ray and, and even myself a little bit and some of the other, it's important that we didn't give up uh, from inviting Della to church. Uh, I'm glad uh, that she got invited. Well, when she realized that God was using the old preacher. <laughs> Praise God, Shelby. I'm glad you probably invited her too. I'm glad that God spoke to her heart. Della, I can see her in my memory. I can see her come to the altar. She got saved. Listen, more to the story. When she got bad shape and she was in a nursing home. She was in a nursing home out on Briar Road. Denny Hunter He'd go by and see her. He said, you know what? She's happy. He said, you know why she's happy? He said, she's happy because she's saved. He said, you can be in a nursing home and still be happy. Uh, well, uh, there's more to this story. Uh, uh, I'm telling you what, uh, when Della died and we gathered in the church house for her funeral, 
And Denny Hunter preached their funeral. And he got to preaching about what a happy woman that Della was, uh, even with her sickness in the nursing home, how happy she was. God used that testimony. He used that witness. He used that invitation uh, to speak uh, to Jerry Pack's heart. And Jerry got saved at her funeral. Praise God. I'm telling you, we can uh, tell our people about Jesus. Uh, we can invite our folks to the house of God. Uh, listen, if you're here today, I want to ask you a question. Uh, not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but we need to ask ourselves this question. Who have I invited to church this week? Who have I testified to this week? Who have I told uh, that I'm saved this week? I'm telling you what, uh, I know sometimes, uh, listen, sometimes it's hard to do. Uh, we need to live right. Uh, I uh, preached a message uh, just maybe a week or two ago about uh, some of the sins that overtake us. We need to lay aside sin. I said, if you're committing sexual sin, you ought to quit it. Uh, you say, well, preacher, uh, what kind of sin is sexual sin? If you're not a, a man that's married to a woman, uh, uh, there's uh, no excuse for you having sex with anybody. It's not authorized by God. Uh, God authorizes a sexual relationship between a husband and a wife. Uh, uh, if you're drinking alcohol, you need to quit it. Well, I'm just drinking a sip or two. Uh, if that's so, you need to quit your sip or two. You need to get out of it. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you're telling lies, you need to quit telling lies. Uh, if you're stealing, you need to quit stealing. If you're putting something else before God, you need to quit putting it before God. Get your life cleaned up. Then you can be a witness and the Holy Ghost will move in you and you can have a testimony. Well, and you can invite somebody to Jesus. Oh, these men back here, Andrew said, Simon, uh, come, uh, I've found the Messiah. Well, when, when Simon Peter come to Jesus, uh, Jesus invited him to follow him. What was that invitation? That invitation was to go to heaven. Oh, listen, you pray. Somebody needs to get saved this morning. Somebody needs to get their life straightened up so they can be a witness and have a testimony and be part of the invitation to somebody. I want to tell you the other side of that story. When I was just a teenage boy and uh, going to church at the old Albert Street building, and we had a friend. Some of us teenage boys had a friend that come to church once in a while. Wouldn't come real often, but he'd come once in a while. And, and well, I wasn't out doing any ungodly things. I surely wasn't. I, I don't think I did anything in front of that boy uh, to really bring reproach on the church. But you know what? I never really told him about salvation. Uh, I wasn't living close to the Lord like I should where I'd have power to say, now, buddy, uh, have you ever been saved? Uh, I got saved. You need to get saved. I, I never had told him that. Uh, well, I, there wasn't no hurry. He was just young and healthy, right? No. Uh, that was the farthest uh, thing from being right. Uh, uh, John Jordan, another one of his buddies, my buddies, uh, uh, he called me up one day. Uh, he said, Terry, did you hear our friend's dead? I said, why, why are you talking about John? He said he had a car wreck, but he died. He said he had a car wreck. He said he's dead. And I said, oh, God, John, I wonder if he's saved. John said, I don't know. I wish I'd ask him. I said, I wish I'd ask him. And uh, that's been a lot of years ago. Uh, and it, when it comes up, uh, it still grieves me. Uh, when it come on my heart, I said, oh, God, do I really need to tell that? And he said, tell it. It's the truth. Uh, I, I wish I'd have took time out uh, to be a better witness to him. Uh, I wish I'd have took time out uh, to help him more. Uh, I wish I'd have took time out uh, to told him about Jesus more. Listen, if you're, not, uh, if you're not on fire for God, you need to get on fire. 
And if you're here and you're saved, you need to be following Jesus. If you've been born again, you need to get baptized uh, like our, our brother did this morning. If you're here and you're saved, and maybe you've already been baptized, maybe you belong to church, are you living for Jesus? Do you have power with God? Let me ask you some questions this morning. Well, let me get back over and talk to you about Matthew. That's where I started out reading. Uh, Jesus, after he'd, after he'd been down there in Capernaum, and after he'd been down there in that house, and uh, they'd brought the man down there that had the palsy. And you remember the story Mark tells about it. They had to let him down through the roof. Jesus said, uh, he said to the man, he said, rise and take up your bed and walk. Well, he first told him, he said, thy sins be forgiven thee. Uh, well, the people were skeptical. They said, well, who is he to forgive sin? He told that man his sins forgive. He said, but so that you might know that God has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man, rise, take up your bed and walk and go to your house. And he went. Well, there's a point in that. I praise God when he said he has power on earth. That's the only place sins is ever forgiven. Well, what about, what are you talking about, preacher? Only place that sins will ever be forgiven is on earth. They don't have to be forgiven in heaven. We don't have any. And you can't get them forgiven in hell. Uh, there's no way to get forgiveness in hell. Jesus had done all that, and the people marveled at it. And then he went on down the road, and he come across Matthew. He said, Matthew, follow me. Well, this is incredible. Well, why is it incredible? Because he sat at the receipt of customs. Well, what's that mean? It means he was a tax collector. What's that mean? It means you work for the Roman government. He was a Jew, uh, but the Romans had occupied uh, the Jewish nation, and so he, collecting taxes, he was working for the Romans. The Jews uh, felt like those tax collectors were their enemies, and, and they felt like that they cheated them, and some of them did. I don't know, uh, I don't know uh, if Matthew cheated him or not. You remember Zacchaeus, uh, he was in that line of work. He said, if I, when the Lord got a hold of him and went to him. He said, Lord, if I've taken anything by false accusation, I'll restore it fourfold. If I've uh, taken a dollar, I'll give him four back. Well, I don't know if Matthew had ever cheated anybody, but he was in a bad profession. But Jesus said, come and follow me. You know what Matthew did? He walked out of the, the, the place where they received the custom. He walked out of the tax house. I don't know if anybody was there to take over or not, and he didn't care. If you're here today and God's speaking to your heart and saying, come out of that. I want to beg you to come out of it. And it went on down the road. And uh, one of the scriptures there here, it says a house uh, over in uh, maybe John, it says his house. I'm not sure if it's Matthew's house or Jesus' house. But they went to somebody's house. And they went there. And here's what happened. There was a bunch of uh, publicans. That's tax collectors. There was a, Brother Carl, there was a bunch of folks that knew Matthew that gathered up in the house to hear Matthew and Jesus. There was a witness going on there. Uh, there, was, uh, there was a testimony going on there. There was an invitation going on there. Come to Jesus. You know what? Uh, we need to be about the Father's business. We need to be doing what God said to do. Well, listen to me. I'm telling you what, let me get another scripture that I preached on just recently. You don't know which Sunday. Uh, but uh, you remember in the scripture when Jesus went by the well and the, the woman was there at the well, the Samaritan woman, uh, she was there at the well. After Jesus had talked to her and she'd found out who he was and what he was, she left her water pots. 
just like Matthew left the receipt of customs house. And, and just like uh, she went down into town uh, where some people were at that she knew and she began to tell them. Well, now, wait a minute, preacher. If she just got saved up at the well, she didn't have time to take any classes before she got back to town. She didn't have time to learn any Bible verses. She didn't have time uh, to get any advice from the pastor. She didn't have time uh, uh, to do anything like that. Well, what did she have time to do? She had time to tell somebody about Jesus. She had time to be a witness. She had time uh, to give a testimony. She had time uh, to give an invitation. The Bible said that she went down into the town and when she got down in the town, uh, she said, come and see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Well, I want to tell you today, friend, uh, what is a witness? A witness is somebody that knows something, seen something, they can tell what they saw. Well, preacher, how does that apply to us? I can understand those disciples back there, they saw Jesus in the flesh. Uh, so they could tell that. Well, they had more to tell than the flesh part. Uh, I'm telling you what, what I've got is more important to tell than some of the people had to tell that saw him in the flesh. Brother Carl, some people saw him in the flesh, didn't even believe in him in their soul. They didn't have much to tell. They could tell about eating the bread that he handed out. But boy, I got the living bread. I can tell you about Jesus. Preacher, are you special? Yes, I'm special. Boy, what do you mean you're special? I'm saved by his grace. Everybody saved is special. I'm not any more special than you are. You're not any more special than I am. But listen, uh, listen. If Andrew wouldn't have agreed to follow Jesus, he wouldn't have been able to have got Simon Peter to come and follow Jesus. And back to Philip. I didn't say much about that. When Jesus went down through there after that, he said, Philip, come follow me. Philip immediately went and got one of his good buddies, Nathaniel. He said, Nathaniel, he said, come with me. We found the Messiah, it's Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, boy, he was skeptical. You ever talk to anybody about coming to church or about the Lord? They'd be skeptical. Nah, I don't know about that. That don't sound right to me. I don't think that'll work. That's, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. I don't know if I'd fit in. Nathaniel said back to Philip, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? See, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Herod was killing all the baby boys and having them killed, uh, God let him go down uh, uh, out of there and go to Nazareth. Jesus grew up in Nazareth. So people thought that's where he was from. And so that's, that's what Nathaniel was saying. But Jesus come on the scene. And he said, I saw you, Nathaniel, I saw you back there under the fig tree. Well, praise God. Jesus knew all about Nathaniel uh, before that Philip uh, tried to introduce him. The church, uh, uh, they introduced me to Jesus, but Jesus knew all about me before all that happened. After Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree, uh, Nathaniel, he said, uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And so let me tell you what today, if you're here and you're not where God would have you to be, you need to get in and get your song ready. I won't be long. I need to say a few more things. Oh, listen to me today. If you're here, and you're saved by God's grace. Are you about the Father's business? Let me, you know what? Uh, most of the folks that get saved get saved because somebody invited them to church. Somebody bring you to church. If you're here, if you're here today, uh, maybe, maybe somebody invited you to come to church. Maybe somebody brought you to church. 
my mom and dad brought me to church, uh, but I've had friends that God's blessed me to bring to church. It didn't, it didn't give me any credit from getting saved. I was just doing what God wanted me to. Uh, we need to be a witness. We need to have a testimony, and we need to have an invitation. Uh, are you inviting somebody to church? We need to be about to, boy, that's a pretty picture. I appreciate the young people getting up to sing. What blesses my heart? Uh, let me tell you what today. Uh, let's all stand. If you're here today and God's speaking to your heart, let me say this again and then we'll turn over to you to sing. If you're here and you're not saved, the invitation is still going out. Now, when, when God invited Andrew to come follow him, Andrew didn't have to come. He could have said no, but why would he? If God's calling you today, you don't have to come, but why wouldn't you? I'm telling you, we need to come to Jesus while he's here and while he's calling. There's power here. Obey the Lord, whether you're lost, need to get saved, or you need to rededicate your life. If you need to join church and, and be willing, listen, Jesus acknowledged you so much he died on the cross for you. Would you acknowledge him enough to follow him, whether it means baptism, joining the church, uh, getting right, whatever it is, getting saved. Sing when you're ready. Follow the Lord. Just a few broken Bless him, pieces Lord. to work with. Amen. Help them, Lord. Praise God. Would you come this morning? But Jesus picked them all up Please come. With his sweet hand of love. God's here. His I can feel him in my soul. Would you come? Come to be. Jesus. Well, I appreciate all our visitors. You folks blessed me being here today. Would you just come? Come on. Get in. Amen. Yeah, praise God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Would you just come? Come on. Obey the Lord. Obey today. Praise God for the grand old church. If I would ask everybody here if you wanted to go to heaven, I, I'm pretty sure everybody would raise your hand, whether you're saved or not. I mean, even when I was lost, I would have raised my hand. I want to go to heaven. But if I'd ask how many people here think you're not in shape to go to heaven, I wouldn't put you on a spot like that. But some of you kind of feel like raising your hand. But nobody, nobody, Joel, would raise their hand that they wanted to go to hell. Surely not. Nobody in their right mind. Hell's a, a tormenting place. Boy, I'm glad I'm not going to hell. I don't want you to go to hell. And I, I can't save anybody, and you can't. But we can be a witness and have a testimony and give an invitation. Well, I can't give an invitation, yeah. We can say it in very simple terms. Would you come to church with me? We can say in very simple terms. You know, you need to think about seeking the Lord. After what God's done for me, I'd be pretty ashamed to turn my back on it. I'd be pretty ashamed to say, I ain't doing that. I ain't interested in that. I ain't got time for that. Heaven help us. We need to get fired up. Life is, life is not about having a party. 
Life is about getting saved and living for Jesus and helping other people get saved. God will let us have a good time, but we need to put God first. Put God first. Amen. 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 I hope you got another, and I need to tell a little story, and then you can sing another if you feel like it. I'll talk to you some about Donnie Cole. <clears throat> this morning I was getting about ready to come to Sunday school, and uh, Bob and Deb Jordan called me. said, uh, Jessica, Chuck's wife, uh, wanted me to go up to the hospital and pray for her uncle, Donnie Cole. She's about to die, and I said, I sure do that. So I went on, got ready, what little bit I need to do, and went that way, and Linda came this way and picked up Sean and brought him. And so I went up to the hospital. Well, when I got back in there to talk to Donnie, and I was glad he was alert. He, he was able to talk to me. He could look me right in the eye. Even though he's very critical, he's, he's conscious, he's very alert, very rational. If you would have asked me, did I suppose that Donnie was saved, and I had to guess, I'd say, well, probably. He, he talked about the Lord before. He talked about church, about the Lord. But when I got in there and I said, Donnie, what do you need me to pray for? And God began to stir my heart. Why well, ask him that? He said, well, I'm awful sick. I need you to pray for that. I said, is that the main thing? He said, no. He said, the main thing is I need to get things fixed in here so I can go to heaven. He said, I'm getting ready to die, I think. He said, I hope I'm not going to die right quick, but I think I am. And he said, I can't go to heaven like I am. I cannot go to heaven like I am. He said, I want you to pray for me that I can get saved, that I can get this fixed. So when I die and go to heaven, I said, boy, I'm happy to pray for you for that. Boy, God stirred my heart. He gave me a real burden. Well, Donnie and I prayed. He still wasn't satisfied. He said, I need to pray some more. And I said, go ahead. And so I listened pretty closely, more closely, that second time when Donnie prayed. I just prayed a little bit silently. And I listened to Donnie pray. Boy, he poured his heart out to God. Told him he was a sinner. Said, I need to get saved. God, you know I'm about ready to, I'm going to, get, I'm going to die pretty soon. And he said, boy, he cried. He said, God, you know I can't come to heaven where you're at unless I get more than what I've got. And he prayed, and all of a sudden, kind of a joyful look come on his face. And he opened his eye. He said, amen, open it. I said, well, what about it, Donnie? He said, I got it, preacher. He said, if I die now, I'm going to heaven. He said, I got it. I got, I got what I need to go to heaven. And so I said, well, hold on a minute. So uh, I dialed Bob and Deb's number, and I said, tell them. Well, he told them. And so I got Jessica's number, his niece's number. I got that number from Boss. I got some more people you want you to tell. So I, I called Jessica, and it happened that Jessica's mom, Wilma Winters, who happened to be uh, Don's sister, uh, they were together. So he got to tell them at the same time. Boy, they rejoiced. We had a we had a hallelujah meeting on the phone. Even after we'd had one in the room, uh, they were rejoicing. So I managed to wait until Jessica and Wilma got to the hospital. I met them downstairs. I was going out and they was coming in. And so we give each other big hugs. I told somebody, I said, the people around about this standing, you know, six or eight feet apart, that's good, and had masks on, that's good. But me and Wilma and me and uh, Jessica, we was hugging each other. They probably thought we was nuts. And, but... We hugged each other and rejoiced in the Lord. Well, here's what Wilma and Jessica told me. This goes along with what I preached. They said, we've been really worried about Don. Wilma said, I've been witnessing to him, been talking to him. I was worried about his soul. Said from what he said, I didn't think he really had what he needed. And she said, I've been praying. My heart has been so broke. And said, I've been praying, God help him. He's getting ready to die. And the way it sounds, he's not ready to go to heaven. And so Jessica said, yeah, I've been so worried about it. I said, well, God answers prayers. God used 
those folks to witness to him, and, and of course others, and he told me, he said, if you see Billy Ray, tell him, he said, I love Billy Ray. No doubt Billy Ray had been a witness to him and, and been an inspiration to him. I'm telling you what, we need to be where we can be a help to our people. We need to be where we can be a help to our friends. And so, anyway, uh, Don got saved. I didn't save him, they didn't save him, but we've all got a part in this. We need to be doing what God wants us to do when God wants us to do it. And if you wait a long time, uh, well, you'll run out of chances. Listen, if you waste today, you can't ever get it back. If you don't do something for God today, that's a wasted day. If you have a chance to talk to somebody about Jesus and you don't, it's a wasted opportunity. Well, preacher, I'm not a preacher. Well, those folks I talked to you about in the Bible, they weren't preachers. They weren't preachers, girls. They, they didn't have a, a PhD, but they had Jesus. Boy, I'm glad I got Jesus. I've told this story a lot of times. I need to tell it again. A little girl on Albert Street that got saved coming to church with some friends. Her mom and dad didn't come. But she started inviting her little friends from the neighborhood, and they started coming. And you heard me tell this. Some of you remember it. One morning right before Sunday, right before Sunday service, Sunday morning, she said, uh, Brother Terry, or Pastor Terry, said, uh, will you talk to my friend about Jesus and tell her about getting saved? And I said, I'll do my best. I got down on my knees where I could look them right in the eye. And, and I began talking uh, to that little girl. And I, I was trying my best to get where I could really tell her. Well, the little girl that was already saved that brought her friend, she jerked on my coat. I thought, what she want? I looked over at her. She said, uh, Pastor Terry, you better let me do this. She said, you better let me do this. I had big tears in her eyes. I said, yeah, you do it. She had a testimony I couldn't give. I couldn't give hers. I could have given mine, but not hers. That little girl, she was just a little girl, but she was a child of the king. She was able to tell her friend about Jesus. Listen, are you able to tell anybody about Jesus? And if you're able, are you doing it? If you're not, something's wrong. You need to get in. We need to be telling our people about Jesus. If you're here and you're saved, listen, I've talked to people before and I said, I've been saved a year, two years, five years. I've talked to one fellow who's been saved 10 years. He said, well, I've been going to get in church, been going to do something, but I'm, I'm awful busy and I really ain't got too much time and I, I got a lot going on. I'm telling you what, I'm glad Jesus didn't say he was too busy when it come time to die on the cross. If you're saved, uh, you need to do something. For, we need to trust God. Let me put it this way. I'm really gonna let y'all sing again in a minute. I hope. Listen, let me put it this way. If we trust God enough to save our soul, we ought to trust him enough to work out the details of our life if we follow him and put him first. I never have come out behind following Jesus. So listen, somebody needs to come. If you're here today, you don't have to be an outlaw to need to come to the altar. If you're just not where you need to be serving God, you need to come and get in. If you're lost, by all means, please, 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 whatever your need is, and especially if you're lost, come. Go ahead and sing, whatever you got. Listen. Mind the Lord. Mind the Lord. Following this morning. Take a step and get with it. It's time to do something. If you feel the Lord moving, do something this morning. Sometimes I like to see the Lord. Hey, some folks here. 
And I'm confident that needs to move for the Lord. How about it this morning? We're not trying to shame anybody, not trying to embarrass anybody. We're just trying to tell the truth of God like it is. Obey the Lord. Please. Please. Please, please, please. Obey the Lord. Come to Jesus. Amen. Well, it's good singing. Amen. Please come to Jesus. Please, God. Two choices. Obey the Lord or don't. I remember when I was a transgressor. You know how I felt? I felt guilty. And I felt worthless. And I felt bad. I didn't like that feeling. If you're a transgressor, I suspect you feel kind of like I did. Why would you hold on to feeling worthless and helpless and bad? You can bring that to the feet of Jesus. He'll forgive you. And like I did when I got up from the altar, when I repented, I felt joy in my soul. It's not about how good I was or how good I am. Not at all. I'm just, uh, I'm just worthless, a worthless piece of clay on the natural side. But what I've got in my soul, he that's within me, that's where the strength and the power comes from. Wow, somebody needs to move. I, I'm glad you all got another song. I was going to ask if you did. Not trying to detain you, but I declare heaven's here and God's calling somebody. If you're here and God's calling you, it's your move. I'll tell you what, do this. If you feel like praying, just come to the altar and pray. If you don't want to say anything or don't feel like doing anything after that, just get up and go back to your seat. Nobody's going to try to twist your arm. But when God speaks to your heart, it's time to do something. If you want God's blessings, why not do God's will? God's good to all of us. But we get the blessings from God. He runs our cup over when we do his will. Sing whenever you're ready. I could tell you the story where thousands were fed. Yeah. You Bless her, Lord. Listen. Amen. I could sing of the others like the blind made to see. Amen. But I'd rather tell you yeah. what happened to me. Amen. Amen. Can you tell what happened to you? Has it happened? Can you tell it? I know what happened to me. And when the Lord's Spirit moves, I can tell it. I don't mean I'm really fluent at telling it. I might have broken sentences, but I can say I'm saved. God saved me. 
Amen. Amen. Save to the uttermost. I am, I am, I am. Yeah. share something with you. I've been talking about uh, Don Coburn. I'm glad that God gave him an opportunity to get saved and look like he's about at the door of death. But I wouldn't advise you to wait that long. Now's the day of salvation. Now's the acceptable time. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. <clears throat> Don would have been in an awful bad spot if when his medical condition deteriorated if he had just died and God wouldn't have given him extra time and spoke to him and no doubt God was answering prayers from his family give him, give him another opportunity to get in I don't know the mind of God but God did give him that opportunity and he did use it and he got in Don's just as saved as if he'd got saved when he was a little boy he'll go to heaven just the same but listen uh, I'm afraid there's thousands and millions of people that are waiting, that are not going to get in. Had a good friend once that I'd try to get to come to church. And he said, I'll preach, I know all about that. So I heard all that preaching about getting saved. <clears throat> he said, I got a lot of things I want to do that wouldn't really fit in with church. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, what's that? He said, I'm going to live till I get old. And he said, uh, then when I get sick, and I'm about to die right before I get ready to die. So I'm going to call on God and get saved and go to heaven. So I live my life to suit myself and then go to heaven anyway. I said, uh, I wouldn't plan on that if I was you, buddy. I, you, can't, uh, you can't do God that way. Well, he called me up uh, a few days later, and he said, I'm scared to death. And I said, why not? Why are you scared? He said, I was walking down the sidewalk, and he said, I felt as good as I'd ever felt in my life. And he said, I passed out a uh, corn crowd. He said, when I looked up, he said, there's a big crowd of people around me looking down at me and shaking me and hollering at me. He said, I passed out. He said, I just passed out and fell to the sidewalk. I said, well, and that scared you? He said, yeah. 
He said, the first thing I thought of was if I would have died instead of passing out, he said, I'd be in hell now. And I said, well, God, he's giving you some understanding. Uh, we need to take advantage of the opportunities that God gives us and not turn the Lord away. When God calls, we need to come. We need to get in. So I'm, I'm glad Don got in. And uh, I, anybody else got anything on your heart before we come to close this morning? Amen. I don't know where he was. Right. He was only 15. Yeah. But he didn't know anything about the church. Right. We need to tell our people about the church. Right. Amen. Boys. Amen, sister. And see, Don, not criticizing, don't mean it that way at all. He seemed a little bit religious to me. But when it comes down to dying, God let him know he wasn't saved. And he got saved. Praise God. God saved him. And, uh, but we do, as, uh, we, as the sister just said, we need to tell our people about Jesus. We need to be more willing uh, to step up and, and say, uh, you know, are, are you saved? You've you been saved yet? Uh, are you interested in getting saved? Uh, even if they look at us funny and say, well, why are you bring that up? Be willing to put yourself on the line and witness to somebody. Don't be worried much about uh, being rejected. Be worried about our people dying and going to hell. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Just be seated. Got some announcements. On March 6th, which is this coming Saturday, there'll be a vendor craft show, and that'll be in the fellowship hall. That's from 9 a.m. until 1.30. If you have questions, uh, you can see Sister Vivian or Shannon. And then on March 13th, which would be the following Saturday, they will be singing at Primrose, uh, and that'll be uh, for Brother Tom Lease. That's at 10 a.m. Thank you for those announcements. Thank you for your prayers and your good attention this morning. Boy, we got a nice crowd. I uh, appreciate everybody cheer. I'm glad Louis Stringfield's back there in his uh, old spot. We saved that for you, Louis. <laughs> I thank the Lord and God willing, Sister Linda told me she's going to try to be here next Sunday uh, along with him. So I appreciate that. And so everybody else, I, I'm probably missing some. Uh, oh, we got some back through here. I didn't know. I'm glad you all are here. And I uh, appreciate you. Anything else before we come to a close? All right, we'll do it this way. What is it? Oh, yeah, Lois Hunter. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh, boy. She'll, uh, uh, well, I ain't going to say. Yeah. Well, she's my, she's my friend, too. She's, she's my friend, too. I got mean friends. <laughs> I didn't say you was mean. <laughs> Just insinuated. All right, I better, I'm getting too silly here. All right, in, in just a moment, I'll have everybody stand and ask somebody to say a closing prayer. And we've got our uh, deacon brothers in the back back there. And uh, we'll uh, kind of stay in our seats where we're at and let them uh, relieve us a uh, row at a time to go out. Uh, um, and uh, so that way we won't get in too big of a crowd. It'll be safer that way.
And also the offering plates are back there. If you need to put something in the offering plate, you can feel free to do that. But uh, I want to say again, thank you for being here. Thank you for your prayers and your attention. And to our visitors, well, I just thank God for you. And my prayer and hope is that you'll come back and be with us. Well, you'll sure be welcome if you do. Please do that. Okay. If nothing else, we'll ask everybody to see you to stand. I'm going to ask Brother Carl Atkins to pray dismissal. Lord, just go with us now. Watch over us and care for us. Help us to be all that we can be for your glory.